New Testament. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1 to 23. <clears throat> now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preach to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I receive, I pass on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of brothers and sisters at the same time most of whom are still living. Though some have fallen asleep, then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me, also as to one abnormally born. For I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle, because I am persecuted, the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect." No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether, then, it is I or they, this is what we preach, and this is what you believed. But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. If Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless and so is your faith. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God, for we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. But he did not raise him if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith... It is futile. You are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through man... The resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But in each turn, Christ the firstfruits, then when he comes, those who belong to him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you very much. Now, um, this is an all-age worship today, a family service, so the children are all with us today. They usually go out to um, kids' church through the week, but on the first Sunday of the month, it's all-age, so they're here. And so I'd like to invite them to come and to sit up the front here, as they usually do. And... can't sit down on the step or I won't get up again like Charlie does. <laughs> so a chair. <laughs> Hello everyone. How are you today? Good today? 
So, as we said at the beginning of the service, over the past number of weeks, we've been exploring the Apostle Paul's letter to the Corinthian church, whom he had founded. When he heard reports of quarrelling within the Corinthian church, he wrote to them and addressed a number of issues, including divisions and quarrels, immorality, lawsuits among believers, relationship status, freedom in Christ, order in worship, the significance of the Lord's Supper and the right use of spiritual gifts. All these issues Reverend Charlie has discussed with us over the past week. My goodness, those Corinthians, they didn't listen when he first taught them, I don't think, did did they? So he had to write them to them and remind them again. And today we go back to the basics of faith. It's good to go back to basics and remind ourselves of what we believe. And so that's what we're doing today because that's what he had to teach the Corinthians. So today we look with Paul as he writes to the Corinthians about the basis of our faith as Christians. How do we sum up our faith, what we believe? Well, every week in our services, we say the creed, and that is our statement of belief as Christians. Creed comes from the word credo, meaning I believe or I put my heart and trust in. The Apostles' Creed is prayed as our statement of belief at our baptism services and reaffirmed in our confirmation services. When you were baptised and when you'll be confirmed, that's the statement of belief, we say, what we believe as Christians. It's good to learn off by heart, just as we learn our Lord's Prayer off by heart. You know our Lord's Prayer off by heart? It's a bit of homework for you. <laughs> I'm going to say the Apostles' Creed, and if anyone would like to join in, having all learned it from heart, I'm sure, please do. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Well done, everyone. So, having heard that statement of faith, what do you think might be the most important part of what we believe as Christians about our faith in our Lord Jesus? Do you think what, what really stands out to you as important? Any ideas? We go through there and we say that uh, we believe in God and in Jesus, God's only son. Um, he was born, um, he was crucified, died and buried, and he descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose from the dead and descended into heaven. He is with God in heaven and he will come to judge the living and the dead. And we believe in the Holy Spirit, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body. Wonderful, wonderful statements of faith. What do you like best out of all of that, do you think? Anyone? Resurrection of the dead. Ten points, Andy. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> okay. 
In our key verses this morning, Paul gives one of the oldest summaries of the Christian story. These would be the things most important to him. He says, For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. From this statement, the most important things that Christ did. He died for our sins, he was buried, he was raised from the dead, and he appeared to many people. He ascended to heaven to be with God, and he promises that he will come back again. When do we celebrate these particular things of our faith? What's the festival when we say all of these things and celebrate? Can you remember? When Jesus died and rose? Yes? David? Yep. Sorry? No, try another big one. Well done. Easter, that's when we celebrate those particular things in our faith. But it's very important for us to remember and take joy in these things every day, for these things are the heart of Christianity. So really, we can celebrate Easter all the time because we are in the Easter time, the resurrection time. Back in our Corinthians reading today, we hear Paul teaching on the resurrection. The essence of our faith as Christians is the resurrection of our Lord Jesus from the dead. The heart of the gospel, that Jesus died for our sins, that he was buried, that he rose from the dead, that he appeared to many people and that he will come again. In church every week when we prepare for communion, what do we say when we've got particular actions at one point in church? Do you remember? Yes? Died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. That's exactly right. Thank you, darling. That's great. That reminds us of, of the importance. In the Corinthians church, however, some were there who were calling themselves Christians, saying that they were Christian, um, but they say they didn't believe in the resurrection of the dead. Paul reminded the Corinthians that the doctrine of the resurrection was a primary principle of the gospel, which he had preached to them, and that the resurrection is what their salvation depended on, and proceeded to tell them of the proof we have that Christ rose from the dead on the third day. People knew that Jesus was raised from the dead because he appeared to so many groups of people. It wasn't a rumour or a made-up story. People saw him alive after he had died. The book of Acts tells us over a period of 40 days between Jesus' resurrection and his ascension to glory, he appeared a number of times to various groups of people. Jesus appeared to Mary in the garden, to the disciples and Thomas in the upper room, to the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. The Emmaus road story is my very favourite. And he was on the beach cooking breakfast for Peter and the others after they'd gone fishing. And Paul, in the letter to the Corinthians that we read today, says he appeared to Peter, then to the Twelve, then he appeared to more than 500 brothers and sisters at one time, then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared also to me, said Paul. Many of these people who saw Jesus alive were still alive at that time, Paul said. So those who didn't believe, well, they could go and ask for themselves. The appearances of Jesus after the resurrection for, were for a limited time and a specific purpose, 
to ensure that there were witnesses to the resurrected Christ, witnesses who could tell the story so that it could be passed on, and they faithfully did. The resurrection was included in the preaching of the apostles and passed down through the church through the ages, and we are telling this great story of faith today. And we have the responsibility now to pass it on to those who come after us. So given all this, how could the doctrine of the resurrection be denied by anyone who say they are Christians, like those in the Corinthian church were doing? Paul says to deny the resurrection of the dead is to deny the resurrection of Christ. And to deny the resurrection of Christ is to make our faith useless and also to make the apostles false witnesses. Why is the resurrection so important? Well, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, that means he is still dead and can't save us. It means we are lying about what God did and about our faith means nothing. If Christ is not risen, our faith is in vain. We are still in our sins, our still sinful people, and all the hopes of Christians for life eternal with God are null and void. But if Jesus really did rise from the dead, as he did, then we can have confidence that he will raise us too when our time comes, because he rose as a pledge of our resurrection too. That is the future for everyone who trusts in Jesus. They will be raised from the dead just like Jesus. He is the first fruits and we follow him. That gives us such confidence and we look forward to the beauty and joy and fullness of God's eternal kingdom with Jesus and with God. Jesus himself promised that this would happen. In John's Gospel that we will shortly read, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will never die. Even though he lives, he will never die. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Jesus also plainly told the disciples in Mark and Luke's gospel that he would suffer and be killed and rise on the third day. And in John's gospel that he would go to prepare a place for us and would come again and take us to himself, that where he is, we will be. And he gave us the seal of that promise when he sent his Holy Spirit at Pentecost. There's another great celebration of the season of the church when the Spirit came. We who believe in him have his Holy Spirit within us to guide us and help us and teach us all the wisdom and truth of Jesus day by day. The resurrection is the most important event in our faith as Christians because Jesus gave his life for us on the cross and took with him all our sins so that we may be forgiven, and because he conquered death and rose again, we are saved for his eternal kingdom. No one else has done that. It is the most important event for the world too, because in John's Gospel it says, God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that all who believe in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. As Christians, we are people who belong to Jesus. That's why, why we are called Christians. We belong to Jesus Christ. And in so doing, we believe in the whole Christ event, his birth, his life, his teaching and healing and love for people, his death on the cross and his resurrection and ascension to glory and the sending of his spirit to us so that he could be with us as he promised. And we believe that through him we are saved 
and have the promise of eternal life in him and that he will come again in glory to take us to himself. We can't deny any part of it and we can't pick and choose parts of it that we might like and leave the others aside. We have to believe the whole faith, the whole Christ event. Well, this is the faith that we belong to and that we love. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your amazing rescue plan for the world. We thank and praise you for sending Jesus, our Saviour, to live, die and rise again, that we may be forgiven and saved. By your Spirit, help us always to trust in you, because we are confident that we will be alive with Jesus forever. Amen. Thank you, everyone. You can go back to places now. Thank you very much.